Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning in to Messages of Hope, the sermon podcast from Living Hope Lutheran Church in downtown Las Vegas. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 6. We're going to hear the story of Jesus feeding 5,000 and saying, I am the bread of life. Thanks for listening and share this with someone who needs this word of hope today. God bless you. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I read this week that 13,000 tons of chips, 1.25 billion chicken wings, and 3,600 tons of guacamole will be consumed today. Anyone hungry? You will be. That's a lot of food. It's Valentine's Day weekend, too, and sunny and 72 degrees here in Las Vegas. Our city's restaurants and buffets have been full this weekend. Now, I may not look like it, but I do love to eat. I follow the Las Vegas food scene group on uh, Facebook, and I love finding out about the newest and best places to eat in this food city. So if you ever need a recommendation, just ask. I'm glad to help. Food brings us together. We sit across the table and meet a new friend or gather around snacks and supper for important conversations and celebrations and memorials and meals to mark all kinds of occasions. Our food tells stories about our family, our culture, and our history. Maybe when you cook and you eat those comfort foods that you grew up with, you tell the story of why it's your favorite, who used to make it, what does it do for your heart, not just your belly. Maybe you compare recipes for mac and cheese or barbecue on the smoker, or depending on where you're from, hot dish or casserole, which is it? I don't know. Now I'm getting hungry. Uh, But I made wings last weekend. You know that's my favorite. Uh, So it's a Valentine's date for us tonight, after the game, of course. How about you? What's in the pot? What's on the grill this Super Sunday? Let me hear it. What what you eating? Nachos. Nachos? Chicken dip? Pizza? Wings? Now now you're getting hungry, right? Yeah, now we're, we're on the same page. All right. As we prepare for a party or a night out or a family celebration, we remain mindful of those who struggle for for, for their food. Some fight to keep from overdoing it, eating too much. Others struggle with not enough. Food can nourish our bodies and bring us together or become a danger and cause damage to. Whether we have too much or not enough, we need to eat something. Jesus was teaching and healing, and the crowds who came out to hear him and seek his help came by the thousands. We read there were 5,000 men and must assume there were women and children too. How many in all? 10,000? More? Sure. A massive crowd is gathered. It's it's been a long day, so you know they were hungry. And there's no drive-through, no food trucks. Not even an overpriced concession stand there on the shore of the Sea of Galilee or Tiberias, depending on where you're from. Jesus asked Philip where to go get some catering. And of course, already he knew what he was going to do. He knew what was going to take place. Why did he have to test him? Philip takes note of the size of the crowd and he's like, there's no way, Jesus. There's no way there could possibly be enough food For all these people, it would take a miracle. There was this boy nearby, and he had some bread and fish. 
Maybe Philip was joking, like, this is what we got. Jesus took it, blessed it, gave thanks. And in John's version of the gospel, he feeds them by his own hands. And when all were full, they had so much left over that it filled 12 baskets. The people knew something special had happened and they got it in their collective mind to take Jesus, make him their king. Yeah, this one that can feed the people so well must have a lot of power and would seemingly make a great leader. That's what it was all about. Who's got the most food, the riches, the power? John, one of the dads in our Girl Scout troop, not John, the gospel writer, uh, loves to make a smoked brisket. And he's got many gifts, but he's really a championship barbecue guy. And I always have to ask, is, is he coming on the camping trip? Will he be joining us? My mouth is watering just thinking about it, but it's, it's part of the fun when we go camping to see which family's eating what, what everyone's making. What you eating, I'll ask. Campfire sandwiches or carne asada or hot dogs, quesadillas, all our favorites. The dad who makes the brisket is king. Of course, Jesus is not about to be the kind of king they had in mind, and he got out of there, went across to the other side of the sea. And the people find him. And again, he notes they believed because of what they saw. They believed because their bellies were filled. They saw the sign. They came to believe in him on some level. But there was more they needed. One meal is never going to be enough, he explained later. Do not work for the food that perishes, that goes in and comes out but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. When we search for so many things in life to fill us up, things that cannot give back to us, right? We eat things full of sugar and fat and, and wonder why our bodies are failing us. And we seek out foods that are not sustainable for the world we live in and take more than our share while others go hungry. And human beings fill up on cultural junk food to be entertained and wonder why our spirits are famished. We get stuck in patterns that are destroying us and we need help to find ourselves again. Jesus keeps on teaching, saying, I am the bread of life. I am. Hear the name God gave Moses when Moses asked, I am. This is the God who freed the people from slavery in Egypt, who provided bread from heaven. I am the bread of life. God is giving this life bread to all people in the very body of Jesus. I noted before, John's gospel includes Jesus himself distributing the bread, a difference from the other gospel writers where the disciples go and pass out the food. It reminds us that back in chapter 1, we heard, no one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Scholar Caroline Lewis writes that abundance cannot be separated from its source. God is that source of love and life, and Jesus feeds us. As the Son of God, Jesus makes God's love known. God seeks us in relationships. Jesus comes to us and makes that relationship 
with God real for us. Jesus is the creative love of God in the world, the one who frees us from sin and death itself, who is raised up for us to raise us up on the last day. He is the healer of our wounds, and he sends the life-sustaining power of the Holy Spirit to us that we may have life, not just a full stomach, but real life, abundant life that comes from the hands of Jesus himself, who is God with us. Just the other day, just this week, our senior meal program marked its seventh anniversary here. And I went over there and we sang happy birthday. And over the years, we have seen so many people come together to be fed, to build relationships, to find safety and joy. And it's pretty amazing what an idea and a little food can do. The food is good. I like to pop over there and when I'm able to say hi and check in and ask, what you eating? So many who come here are hungry and thirsty, not just for food and for drink, but for a friendly face, a listening ear, a place to rest, to hear good news. So thank you, church, for hosting these special guests every day. And and those who have volunteered know the difference it makes in their life. Jacques Maritain wrote, The care of another, even material bodily care, is spiritual in essence. Bread for myself is a material question. Bread for my neighbor is a spiritual one. Jesus feeds us, invites us to feed others, not just for the food, not just for the physical sustaining, but for the spiritual. As we receive the food we need, we are blessed to be in relationship with neighbors who need us too who are fed physically and also spiritually, whether we mention Jesus with words or not. We show up for those who are hungry in so many ways. And by being present, even just for that brief moment, remind them they are not isolated, but interconnected in the relationship of all living things. We all need to be seen and heard, just like we need food to live. And as he breaks down this sign of bread for his disciples, Jesus promises that life is more than just what we eat. Jesus announces that all who believe, whoever receives this bread of Jesus, will have life forever. Who eats this bread will truly live. Yes, from this table where we receive bread and wine, the body and blood of Christ, and are reminded every week, of the bread God has given to us in Jesus. That promise of abundant life is ours here and now and nourishes us to go from here and share it with others. It gives us strength, gives us what we need to go from this place and love one another. We are connected with the church across the world that gathers at tables too, that receives that same bread and wine, that same forgiveness and grace in the sacrament. Even if it comes in that little sanitary jello cup with the wafer on top and the thimble of juice, the meal is a taste of the feast that God has promised is ours right here, right now. What you eating? I just don't want to eat and breathe just to survive. I want to be alive, don't you? To truly live an abundant life, yes? 
And that's not to say that believing in Jesus brings any kind of worldly success or riches or power. Abundant life is something else. And there may be times in our lives when faith is all we have. But I want to live and love abundantly, don't you? To share the bread I have, to joyfully collect leftovers and serve hungry friends and gather around tables and with loved ones and strangers, don't you? To learn from them and be served by them too, to be fed. Abundant life looks like feasting together on the best bread basket, at the best restaurant, the center of that biggest table where everyone gets a seat and maybe some of that good honey butter. That's good stuff too. Jesus is the bread of life from heaven. The love of God given to us right there, that food that frees and forgives and fuels us to love others, to serve joyfully, to give what we, from what we have been given with gratitude and care for our neighbors. This is the life Jesus brings. That restaurant, five stars, 10 out of 10, would recommend. Come and eat. Amen.